This is Barbara Gregorich, writer, reader, blogger, teacher, sharing with you some of the thoughts, inspirations, and writing decisions behind my work. Every Tuesday for the next few months, I'll podcast something that relates to mystery novels in general, the six Charlie Chan mysteries of Earl Durabriggers in particular, and my decision to write the biography, Charlie Chan's Papa, Earl Durabriggers. On the first and third Fridays of each month, I'll podcast something about my most recent book, The F-Words, a YA novel published by City of Light Publishing. I have been reading the Charlie Chan Mysteries of Earl Dare Biggers for the fourth time, having read them the first time when I was 16 years old. And I have been blogging and podcasting about them, concentrating on my reactions during the fourth reading. The Black Camel, Biggers' fourth Chan novel, is one of the three that I have remembered the solution of since I first read the books, the other two being The House Without a Key and The Keeper of the Keys. Up until now, I always considered this the least intriguing of his mysteries, though I'm not sure why. I suspect my original lack of enthusiasm for the book had something to do with Tarnavero the Great, self-styled fortune teller to Hollywood stars. If you look at drawings of Tarnavero on book covers and depictions of him in movie posters, you can see that he's made to look like an evil villain. In my first three readings, I thought of Tarnavero as cunning, manipulative, and unlikable. On the fourth reading, though, I felt admiration for his quest for justice, as well as for his quick thinking and his skills at deflection and misdirection. Moreover, on the fourth reading, I greatly enjoyed watching the way Tarnavero thinks he can outwit Chan, when in fact he can't. Tarnavero is a great name for the fortune teller. The first half reminds me of Tarnish, whose root means dark or dull. The second half reminds me of any of the root root meanings, true or speaking truly, as, for example, veracity. Part of Tarnavero speaks the truth. The other part darkens, dulls, or stains that truth. As intriguing as Tarnavero is, it's not the fortune teller I want to concentrate on, But the outline of the black camel, which I offered in my previous blog, outline, colon, the black camel. In that blog, I bold-faced some information and italicized other information and challenged the reader to figure out what the boldface and italics indicated. I have not turned that blog into a podcast because I think that while reading an outline is one thing, listening to an outline is far worse. But if you go to the blog and read the outline, you will see that Biggers did a masterful job of plotting the story of Sheila Fain's murder and tying it to the murder of Denny Mayo three years earlier. Sometimes mystery writers make the villain the main adversary of the detective. This is a risky ploy because at some point in the novel, readers will begin to suspect that the person who seems to be obstructing the investigation is the perpetrator of the deed. 
Biggers, instead of developing Sheila Fain's murderer as Chan's adversary, developed Chan's helper, Tarnavero, as his adversary. This helper is almost as observant as Chan himself, with excellent powers of deduction and the will and skill to act quickly. <clears throat> it is this helper, Tarnavero, who lays down the false clues which hampered the investigation. It is Tarnavero's aim that Chan never solved the crime of who murdered Sheila Fain. The false clues are in italics in the outline. However, it isn't the fact that somebody, even a helper, is laying down false clues that make The Black Camel such a satisfyingly plotted book. What makes the plotting so satisfying is that the very first thing Tarnavero tells Chan about the murder of Denny Mayo is absolutely true. He, Tarnavero, hopes to reveal the name of the murderer that very evening. Neither Chan nor the reader have any reason to doubt this statement. Chan and the reader accept it as true, which it is. But after the murder occurs, everything that Tarnavero tells Chan is false. That Sheila Fain hid in Mayo's apartment the night of the murder. That she promised to write the name of the murderer in a letter. That the murderer of Denny Mayo also murdered Sheila Fain. Lies, 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 but oh so believable lies. Lies that, once you accept the truth of Tarnavero's first statement, seem to follow so logically that nobody questions them. The lies rest on the very solid, unshakable truth of what the fortune teller first tells Chan, that he hopes to reveal the name of the person who murdered Denny Mayo. The construction of the plot is brilliant. Although Tarnavero is the person shielding the murderer of Sheila Fain and the character who is most misdirecting the investigation, Biggers further complicates the plot by adding other characters who are also telling lies or withholding the truth. The person telling lies is Julie O'Neill. Those withholding crucial evidence are Smith and Robert Fife. The pace of the black camel is brisk. The whole novel takes place in less than 48 hours. The wit is delicious, especially the exchanges between Chan and Tarnavero. The scenes of Chan with his three eldest children are de delightful. They speak in slang, which he abhors. The scenes between Chan and the chief of police show how respected Charlie is and show what a good working relationship he has with his boss. And the chief's repeated desires to, quote, break Tarnavero's alibi, unquote, <coughs> with Charlie always replying that the alibi is unbreakable, add a great deal of reader anticipation. Each time I read the book, I kept expecting Chan to break the unbreakable alibi. The reader keeps thinking not that the alibi is solid, but that it will be broken. If you haven't already read The Black Camel, now is the time to enjoy it. And if you have, perhaps now is the time to reread it. My future podcasts will include Charlie Chan Carries On, Keeper of the Keys, The Threads of Destiny, and more.